Welcome to another wonderful week here at Relative Reaction. This is episode six. I'm Travis. Hello, I'm Mama Brian. Awesome. We are so glad y'all join us for oh, another yeah. week here. This is episode six. Mm -hmm. Six is a lucky number in Chinese. It's the number of original NHL teams that are still in the league. Wow. And they're the only six teams that comprise the entire league from 1942 to 1967. Dang. Which I found like a little interesting fact there. There are six colors in the RGB color wheel. And like I primary. hope you have our six. And don't let us go six feet under in this podcast. How about that? Hey, I like that. I like that. Thank you so much for the interaction we got again last week. Yes, we yes. We had several comments. Mm -hmm. uh, we had Tony put a really great article there about why yes. has marijuana been illegal all these years, so she kind of put a whole new view on it. Mm -hmm. uh, we had Larry go ahead and comment a video about the Diamond Dave Ninja School, so maybe that'll give us all a little head start to our ninja training to go out into Japan with. And I have picked my ninja name. It is Master Wigglebutt. That took you all week, too, didn't it? It did. That is depressing. I was very excited to share it, too. <laughs> that is just sad. That, that was seven <laughs> days worth of work to figure out, what is your name? Master Wigglebutt. Yes. That's so great that that's what you, you came up Thank with you. Master this time. Wigglebutt, that you're ninja ready. If you want to join in on these conversations, we highly, highly encourage you to go on into our Facebook <laughs> uh, Relative Reaction. We have a whole page out there. We love to hear the interaction. We will always be talking back and forth on that. Oh, uh, yeah. also, oh and I wanted to shout out to Carmen for giving us some critiques to work with. Oh, yes, we did. We yes, actually got it was very helpful. a listener Thank that you. gave us a couple of critiques, so that was really great to hear. Uh, go ahead and find us on Twitter at Relative Reaction. Uh, like I said, if you tweet us, we will gladly tweet you back. If you don't have any of those social medias, that's fine, too. We even got mm -hmm. an email, so go ahead and email us. Snail mail. It's relativereaction2018 at gmail.com. So, again, we love the feedback that is coming out. Uh, we got a lot of cool things planned actually coming up right now, including oh, a new do. segment that will happen out this we week. Do, we do, we do. You'll find that out here in a little bit, a yeah. little bit later on in the podcast. I'm excited about it. But we also got a, a couple other cool things that are mm -hmm. we're trying to plan for down the line. So we're getting really excited. We're starting to get into this. I mean, this is episode six. I'm stoked to continue still doing this. I mean, we're having a lot of fun here, and I hope it is. that y'all are having half as much fun as we are. And I truly, truly hope that we just continue to grow in listeners and that this can become an even bigger deal at one point because this is oh yeah i'd like a great to, great thing to do every week this really yes is. i would definitely like this to go big time mainstream because this is so much fun oh yes no we love it and we love the interaction with you oh, yes. want to make the whole kinfolk thing a reality here yes and like i said we are kinfolk. truly working on a lot of different things and different projects that are coming up here on down the line here for relative reaction we truly are so join us and become a kinfolk but with that being said, dun, dun, Bryn, dun. will you go ahead and kick us off on our first story this week? I shall, I shall. The name of the story is Pennywise. And I ain't talking about the evil clown. Okay. Oh, I like that Pennywise, though. Yeah, he's a little freaky, though. We all fly down here. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why he was Southern, but he was Southern for, in my head. So, should pennies be in circulation? 55% of Americans say yep, 29% say abolish it. Okay, that does not make 100%. No, the the left out percentage have no... Okay, because I'm really confused about <laughs> yeah. that. I'm thinking that's, like, that's I, not 100. I uh, don't really give a hoot. You do it, you don't. Okay. I think we need the penny. Okay, that's where we're going to describe that. In 2017, 8.4 billion pennies were minted. Congress would have to sign a bill and then have the president sign that bill in order for the penny to be eliminated. Many have tried it, even recently, but for some reason it never goes through. Probably because we still need a penny. No, we don't. Probably because of the things they add on to a bill. I hate that. A bill should be just one thing. I hate how they add on. Okay, but that's a whole different story. Yeah, for another right. we're time. not talking about bills, we're talking about coins. We need the coins. No, I think pennies are useless. The DOD, which is the Department of Defense for all you non-military folk. Oh, you peasants? No, psych. DOD has banned pennies overseas. So if you're DOD and you're overseas, they don't care about pennies, as we found out in Turkey and all. No pennies. The only place that does pennies overseas on military installations is the post office. Right. The post office is still required to have pennies. But correct, although like your exchange, your commissary and all that don't do pennies, they go to the nearest nickel. 
The pros for continuing the penny is if we eliminate the penny, it will harm low-income housing by rounding up to the nearest five cents, which means purchasing by like the gallon or the pound or by any oh yeah metric this is or why measurement. I think we still need the penny. The it'll go up. We got to round up, so it'll go up. The pro would be you have to mint more nickels. If we are to eliminate the penny, you'd have to mint more nickels, which is higher in price to mint a nickel than it is a penny. Also, charities. I, I was reading up on this. A lot of charities accept pennies. Like some of them even have penny charities. Like a part of uh, it has to do with the Ronald McDonald House, which is an awesome charity. But they do a penny charity, which everybody gives their pennies. Yes. So I've actually seen quite a few fundraisers for charities do that. You know, just yes, collect just the pennies, pennies in, throw your extra exactly, extra got a penny, and you and you get a a great deal from that. Oh yes, and these are worthwhile charities. I don't mean anything against them. The good thing, if we eliminate the penny, because the penny has absolutely no value, not even the one cent. It just like no value in a penny. You tell me it has no value, but you go to a store that tells you seventy eight cents, we'll say, mm-hmm. and you try to pay them seventy five cents. I'll show you the value. <laughs> It cost two cents to make a penny. So it costs double to make a penny than what we spend it as anyway. That I have heard actually about how the the price of the copper in it is more expensive than the penny is worth. Every year, the average American, because this is all American-wise, we waste 730 seconds a year spent with paying in pennies, counting out the pennies to pay. 730 seconds. Yeah. How many minutes is that? It's not many, but still, isn't that a cool fact? Come on. Seriously? Pro or con, that's cool shit. I I mean, I'll give you that's an interesting statistic, and I don't know who spent the time to do a research (laughs) project on that. (laughs) That was an awesome statistic, baby. I'm just saying, that's that's just I had to search high and wide for that one, but I got it. Oh, yeah. But here's my thing. Master Wiggle. If you take away the pennies... Yes. All your taxes, most of your state taxes are usually 6 7%. Yes. So that's 6 or $0.07 cents a dollar. If you take away that tax, you're either going to have to lower it. It so won't lower. It'll go, only they'll round you're up. You're going to lose money in your economy, or it's going to go up. Yes. And now it's even harder to afford life that it already – life is already hard to afford as is. So you're going to make it more expensive to live, and I guarantee you your wages aren't going to go up. But with the amount of many money spent on minting pennies – I mean, they're useless. Yes, but then you have to raise your wages. It's just, it makes it even more expensive to live. Only by cents on the dollar, though, seriously. On the dollar, that adds up after a while. Look at these fundraisers that you were just talking about, these charities that use pennies as fundraisers. Uh, I guess that's They true. wouldn't do that if it was worth nothing. You're Those kind extra of pennies swaying me now. See, I was so freaking get rid of the penny, and now you're swaying me. I don't no, like you that. need to keep the penny. Uh, now, I agree that we should probably redo our currency and maybe find a cheaper way to produce a penny, either less copper or a different metal. Or I could see that, but I think we still need the penny, yes. A lot of other countries have eliminated their one-cent piece. Yeah, some have. And it's that, that's actually what it is. It's the one-cent piece. It's not a penny. Penny well, is actually yeah, penny European. Is just our, what we tag it as. Yeah, everybody it just calls it a penny. Piece, yes. I, I just think it'll work out in the long run. I really do. I think it would make it very, very expensive in the short run, though. I don't know. I think it would even out. I really do. Because we're talking a few cents here and there. Yeah, a few cents here and there, though. I don't have a few cents here and there, I'll tell you that. You don't have any cents. Well, I could have told, <laughs> told you that a long time ago, too. That's kind of cold-hearted, but, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that just came out of nowhere. Damn. That was Master Wigglebutt talking, not me. That was Master Wigglebutt. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I was really... When I wrote this article, I was really for eliminating the penny, but now I'm going to have to think about it more. Damn you. I'm old. I'm not supposed to think more. I mean, you're definitely old. We were just talking today about how you got your AARP card in, so. Go me. Go Fitty. You're definitely hitting the old the uh, old end of that bracket. 50 cent, 50 cent, 50 cent. Or 50 pennies. Oh, wait. You don't <laughs> like pennies, so I guess you're nothing. I am five dimes, okay? I just I, I think pennies. I understand the argument for it. I do how it costs more, and I could see the the good being you know with less change. I just I personally think we still need the penny. I don't think we're prepared to not have the penny in our circulation. I just don't think it'll maybe years down the road be more prepared. But harm I don't think at this our point in time, our 
our economy that much. I really, I don't see it as being such a big impact on the economy. I guess Not in my head, I just don't class, see it. Lower class. You think it will impact them? It will hurt people like me and my wife because we unfortunately fall under that lower class, that gap, so to speak, that they put on with the when you do the tax brackets and all. We Ain't fall no under that tax mine, lower class. No. <laughs> so we we fall under that tax bracket. No, so, and I, I understand. could see that where that would affect us, and it doesn't seem it, it doesn't sound it, mm-hmm. but I honestly think in the grand scheme, you'd be surprised how much. That could truly I, I would I don't think be. we're just prepared as an economy for it. Do I see it happening? Maybe eventually. In the future, and I think do you? There could be a time where we're better prepared for it, but I just don't think we are truly prepared and ready to take that penny away. I just I think, think of the last big way money thing we did was the dollar coin, and that didn't work out at all. No, it did not. I remember that. Yeah. Trying People, to go again, right. trying to be more like how the European countries, a lot yeah. of them don't use a bill, they use a coin because it could be cheaper and it's all easier. This, and it it did it backfired it backfired greatly it sure did okay well i'm gonna have to think about it now damn it i was so sure of myself yeah i just don't think i don't think of all the problems that we have out there that we could be facing even in our treasury departments and all i don't think the penny is where we need to focus on i just don't think we're prepared for it all right right. whatever now what is your opinion on the penny seriously yeah that is is a great point though i mean what do y'all think? Do you think it'll impact the economy? I, I and what do you do? You want the penny, or do you want it taken away? Mm-hmm. Split here, obviously. Yeah. So I want to know where do y'all weigh in on that thought? Over to my first story. Yes. We have a light-footed sentence. A woman by the name of Jordan Lightfoot. <laughs> play on words there with the yeah, lightfoot. I like what you and, did. The light, the light. Yeah, yeah, that took sucked. me all week too. Don't worry. So Jordan Lightfoot, who um, was warned. Uh, she had sex with a schoolboy and was warned by a judge to not invite lads for a party. <laughs> the judge told her, no, no, no. Which I'm not sure how that is what becomes of this when you have sex with underage kids. I, I, yeah, I'm so. She avoided a jail term. She had underage sex with a 13-year-old boy on her kitchen floor. And then they said they had sexual activity with a 15-year-old boy as well. Yes. And now she was uh, 18 at the time? 19 at the time. 19 at the time. Sorry, I was close. No, exactly. She was young. Right. Which is one of the points I have even written down just to make sure, you know, that she was 19 at the time. But I even She's think a 19 now. and a 13-year-old are a little iffy. I mean, that's definitely... Do you know what I mean? That's kind of stretching to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and I think she deserved something besides what she got. I hear, though, that she does have to register for the uh, sex offenders list for like 10 years. You are correct. Yeah. For 10 years, she will have to be on the uh, sex register mm-hmm. or the sex offenders register. And she does have to pay a fine of 140 pounds, which is roughly about $185. That's not nothing really. I mean, so not it's, that it's I not have it in fine, extra, but still. But for they what? did put a fine down there. It's kind of a minuscule fine when you think of court costs and what courts usually find out when it's in a sentence. I mean, I understand part of this only because she was 19, the boy was 13, and it's not like she uh, in any way pressured the boy. Do you know what I mean? Well, they said that she was enticing them and encouraging them and that, like, the one mother mm-hmm. who we uh, ended up putting this kind of into a court and called the police. Got the whole ball rolling. What happened was she found her son's phone that he left home from school. Ooh. And she just happened to read through and there were some texts she saw from two years previous, which why she was snooping that far, I'm not really sure. But she found these texts from two years previous and the boy tried to deny it and it ended up coming forth. And she's like, yeah, he, he ended up admitting straight to her saying, yes, I had sex on her kitchen floor. This is the 13-year-old boy whose right. mother found it. And then he contacted, you know, he found out with a 15-year-old boy. I'm not saying that I would be... And what they were trying to get her with, uh, the Uh pre-sentence report, what they were actually trying to impose, was an 18-month jail sentence suspended for two years. So essentially you don't go in for two years unless you fuck up or do something. Anything. Right. Not on dotting your I's and crossing your T's. Double secret probation. And they were giving her a... uh, They wanted to give her that with a 50-day rehabilitation activity. That's what they wanted for her. What she ended up getting was... The what? being registered yeah. sex offenders and registered for ten years, the fine of one hundred and eighty five bucks, which is one hundred and forty pounds. I understand where the mother was upset. Trust me, I do because I too would be upset. My thirteen year old boy, I would be upset. I'm not saying that, but I don't think it is as severe 
as like these teachers who are having sex with these children. One, the they're in a power. Kids in the world, right there. No, because one, the teacher's <laughs> in a power position. Uh, power position. You know what I mean? Well, that's one of the arguments that the mother was making against her was saying that she was definitely the sh- person wearing the pants of the relationship, so to speak. I could really see that, but still, she was nineteen. And that was her argument. Her yeah. argument was saying, "I apologize. I understand right. where this was misconstrued and wrong." Yes, but, but I, I was, was only a, nineteen. I was a young teenager. And it was exactly. my stupidity and immaturity of being a teenager was her defense for it. See, I can see that a little. I she really can. She was also can. given a five-year sexual harm prevention order, uh, which basically means she's banned from having any contact with boys between the ages of 11 and 16 unless inadvertent. So, like, if you're in a grocery store, right. she doesn't have to watch out where she walks, but she can't make contact with them mm-hmm. unless it's inadvertent or with the consent of the parents who know about the conviction. So it can't even be with the consent of the parents you can talk to. I think that's it. a little you extreme. Have to know, they have to know your conviction, and then they give your consent, and then you can I, j- have I think that is a little extreme. I don't think she's a predator. I mean, I'm not going to have her babysitting. Well, see, even, I don't know. Well, here's the other crazy thing. She's a mother. Oh. Now, the father is not really in the uh, picture with her. They are uh-huh. not together, and he is in no way involved in this case. He did not have any say in it, so to speak. Right. He didn't tell her to go with younger kids and all this kind of stuff. He's and she has full of custody it. of this child or I don't know or... about the custody. And I actually tried to look up more into the custody part of it or mm-hmm. at least find the age of the child. Is it a young child? Did she have it at 16? Did right. she have it at 19? I was trying to figure that out too, and I couldn't find that info uh, either. I don't know. Part of me is really saying they're both teenagers. They but... were, but one was 13. Exactly. That's and that, a teenager. That's exactly. That's a kid. And that's a that's little... That's a young kid. I'm trying to picture myself at 13. There's no way. And you're basically saying the argument that went on in court, which was the defense trying to prosecute her mm-hmm. of, hey, you are old enough, you are in control of this relationship, this is, you know, right. you're 19, they're 13 and 15, that's illegal, we want this. And then her using the backlash of, hey, I was sorry, I'm sorry. I was immature. I was a teen. I was but a teen and a kid myself. Exactly. The judge gave all this, and then the thing that just keeps capturing my attention is his quote, which was simply of him literally warning her, don't invite teenage lads around for parties. That was his quote to end the <laughs> that was his advice. sentencing and court and all of this came down to the judge going... <laughs> Don't invite teenage lads around for a party. All right, laddie. And that was about it. I know that was horrible, and I apologize. No, that was awesome. I loved it. So you much. Tried, if man. there are any tried. French listeners, <laughs> that's the best I have. Cup of tea, anybody? Okay, I'll stop. Are you though? Are you really gonna no, stop? No, probably what I'm not. <laughs> but I just found that because I found that a very interesting two-sided story that you could really kind of argue both yeah, sides. You could she was an immature teen, but both at the same sides time, in this story. You're now an adult, and that right. is illegal. And as his mother, like I, I could see me being upset. I'd be like, hey, and girlfriend. And like I said, it wasn't a 19 and a 17-year-old exactly. that went to class together. These are people that never exactly. were in school together yeah. far enough apart. She graduated, flat, and he was getting out of elementary. Yeah, having sex on our kitchen floor. Right. And yeah. they never went into depth of what the other sexual activities they did with the 15-year-old. I don't know how far that progressed. They just said there were sexual activities, but the 13-year-old mm-hmm. was full-blown sex. So I don't know, like, exactly how far in-depth that went. I, don't, I see both sides. I'm going to be honest. I personally think she should have got something. Oh, Something? I'm, okay I'm not saying with, she should have just walked out of court and they just said, And I'm hey. okay with what she got, honestly, as being the something. But I, I'm just happy she didn't walk out scot-free because ah, there needs to be repercussions. 13, I'm sorry, that's a kid. It is. I have a hard time it calling is it a young teenager. kid that is at a that. Kid. It is a young kid at that, yes. I will that agree with that. Wrong. I agree with the sex offender register and all of this and... I think the 50-day rehab probably should still have been in there. I don't know. Because I don't think she has, like, an issue, a problem. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, in my 13, head, though. I'm, like, reversing if it was a girl and a boy in reverse roles. I guarantee you it would have been the whole book. But even then, the, the boy the, would only be 19. If the roles were reversed, the boy would have gotten the whole book. I, I, oh, gosh, I'm really torn on this one. i got to be honest. I do think she deserves something. I'm sorry. I know... It sounds bad because she's only 19, and maybe with the 15-year-old, I might have a little bit because then I could see senior and freshman, maybe. But the the whole 19 to 13, that's a kid. That's just, no, I'm sorry. I do agree it was just a young child. 
I do. I definitely agree with that. I mean, my niece is going to be 13, so I see her as a young little girl. I don't see her as anything other than that. You know what I mean? No, exactly. There was just just, something to that that really just, I don't know. I don't know. That's too, too, too much for me and too fishy for me. I guess. I'm thinking she did apologize to the mother. As well she should have. Don't don't get me wrong. I don't know. I'm kind of torn both ways. I really, really am. What are the thoughts that you have on this one? On what side do you lie on? Because now this is actually two in a row that we're kind of fairly yeah, split I'm on. kind of wishy-washy this time. Exactly. And it, it's, it's, it's a very... Jeez. But I knew subject. I was wishy-washy on that before we even started today. Because I really... I could see both sides. I just can. No, because very, of her age. The, the arguments for both, I... I see you. They both want very strong arguments on mm-hmm. that. And they're the two arguments you think on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it. I just can. So it's very interesting to see where I want to know where y'all lie on that as well. I really do because and it's I, I easy wanna to argue just, both sides. Yeah. I just want to plainly state that I in no way put any of the blame or anything on the 13-year-old boy. Oh, gosh, no. Never. And That's, there was another thing that they were trying to argue for was – what happened to this 13-year-old boy is not something that is he's going to remember for the rest of his life. And this could very well do something psychological to him. It may not. He may be great and be a super strong kid and be amaze us all. But the chances are this is going to do something psychologically to him as well. It might. He might, like, you're have 13. an affinity. You're a kid. Exactly. You're That's what I'm saying. He might yet. have. No, you're definitely not mentally ready for sex. I think maybe he will have the affinity now for like older women to kind of i don't know very interesting though and i definitely yes, want everybody's thoughts on that is a good one very very much so okay to lighten this mood up though, yeah 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 we are going to start a brand new segment starting this week and we actually plan on doing this every week and it's a segment we're going to call package thoughts yeah baby. the reason for that name is it's going to be basically uh, we're going to take a junk food every week mm-hmm. because well we're fat kids at heart Amen. Woo woo. And the only kind only of stipulation. Only man worth running after? The ice cream man. <laughs> the only stipulation of this, for lack of better term, is that it's going to come in a package. Whatever yes. we try during the week is going to come in a package. We're going to take mm-hmm. one random mm-hmm. item. We're going to open it up. We're going to try it for the first time here. Yeah. And we're going to tell you what we think because our overrated opinions matter possibly to one person in this world and i'm not sure who that person is but to us it matters so since we are in charge of the podcast we're going to give your overrated opinion on one packaged item a week yeah baby this is gonna be fun that being said if you ever come across a food that comes in a package that you think i want to hear what their opinion is please 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 let us know i can see if we can get it here or if you want go ahead and send it to us Email us, and I will gladly give you an address mm-hmm. that you can send that to, and we will do that on the very next week's episode. And we episode promise to taste it no matter out. what it is. It can be some weird chisnick, yes. and we will taste. We're just not doing anything cooked. We're straight-up packaged thoughts. Yeah. junk food. That's exactly. what we're going to do. And this week, I know it's the first time we're ever doing this segment, and I know it's going to be a little weird because this week's going to be slightly different. We're actually doing three things, but you'll see why here in a yes. second because they very they, closely yes. correlate. For our very first dun, ever dun, package dun. thoughts, we are going to try Snickers. Now, you're Yay. probably thinking everybody's had a Snickers. But I've had more than one. We are going to try out those three brand new flavors that they have going on right now. And I think there's mm. actually a competition mm. that you can vote for. Yep. There is fiery, espresso, and salty and sweet. Yum, yum. So and just to let y'all know, Snickers is what we are going to favorite. do. And Snickers is absolutely amazing. So we're going to see how they did with these three brand new ones and i think what would you like to start off you want to start off with fiery yeah let's bring All it right. on to let's fire give it a show oh does it look oh it smells good and chocolatey hmm okay i'm For definitely sure, getting a little not, bit of the fire i'm not oh i am in that nougat they definitely got some chili flakes in that nougat that is wow Ooh. okay near the end you get a little bit of a tingle but oh i'm telling you there's a tingle here at the end <laughs> that's good <laughs> oh, oh, wow I could see me eating that one. I that could little tingle feels not. good. 
Because that's a little... Goes so good with the chocolate, though? No, I will say, Mm-mm-mm. I think it's a good idea because if you look, Ooh, I they like do that. I'm chili flakes the... in chocolate a lot because it actually, especially in dark chocolate, enhances the, the mm. flavor of dark chocolate. I'm almost sweating here, guys. Wow. <laughs> My damn. taste buds are like standing up doing the yay-yay dance. Damn, mm-hmm. I am not meant for spicy mm-hmm. foods. Oh, that is... was good. Damn. Wow. It didn't taste bad. I mean, I'll give it that. Mm. It had a good flavor. I liked it. I would rate that puppy, what are we going to say, five stars? Out of five stars, I would rate that 4.5. Really? Yes, I would. I don't know what I rate because it was a good flavor. Just I like that. For me, that was, ooh. I love the, the combination of the spice and the chocolate. It was like a little fiery, a little smooth. That was a little. Kind of like an old R&B song. Little that was fiery, a little spicy little for smooth. Me. But it was not bad. Let's get it on. <laughs> oh, ah! Okay. Uh, just to let y'all know, Snickers is the most popular candy bar in the world. Wow. More I'm popular. Kind of I thought it was going like to be the Hershey. Hershey. Ah, see, that's what I thought. No, Snickers, most popular in the world. Go Snickers. Awesome. Go Mars. 15 million of these Snicker bars are made every day. I think I eat my fair share of them, too. Just yeah, letting y'all Snickers know. Snickers are amazing. They are very addicting. So next, shall we go espresso or sweet and salty? All right, what are we doing next here? We'll try espresso. What do you think? Okay. Oh, look at that nugget. Okay, now this one you can actually smell the coffee in it. Yeah. You can. You can smell the coffee immediately. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely got the espresso flavoring. Oh, yeah. I can taste the coffee in the bite. I truly can. That Mm -hmm. is, to me, amazing because I love coffee. Kind of reminds me of like you ever eat them little espresso beans. Yes, the chocolate-covered ones. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what that reminds me of. But the caramel and peanut actually mm. go very nicely with it. It does. That's quite good. I'll give it a uh, 3.5. I like that a lot. I like the fiery better, but I'll give that 3.5. No, I like that one a lot. But I will mm. say, if you mm. don't like mm. coffee or you're just kind of oh, in yeah, on coffee, you, don't like the you would taste hate this because this has coffee, a very strong coffee flavor. Mm-hmm. It's just like espresso coffee flavor. But I really like that. I do. I feel Gosh. like that mixed really well with the Snickers. Like, that just, mm-hmm. they all melted really well. That was... That was delicious. That was good. And now the Snickers bar was introduced in 1930. It has an annual sales of over $2 billion. Wow. The Snickers. Oh, yeah. $2 billion on a candy bar alone. You make $2 mm-hmm. billion a year. It is the official snack of the 1984 Olympics, it was. It was also the official snack of the FIFA World Cup in 1990 through 1998. Really nice. Yes. Nice, nice. And it is also the official snack of the WWE WrestleMania. I did not realize that. Yeah, a little, little it's crazy interesting to me they have an official snack on any of those, but it's, yeah. it's cool that it's the Snickers. All right. Mm, that was good. I like that. It. Was. Okay, now for the salt and sweet. Now, this is the one I'm probably the most excited to try because I love the sweet and salty. I was most combo. excited over the fiery, so I'm the good. The sweet and salty, I just love the combo of it. Smells, smells like a regular like Snickers. Snickers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like, extra smellies. Now, see, I like this. I feel like this is like a Snickers kicked up a notch because it has, like, that almost mm. has, like, a sea salt flavor with it in the caramel. It's not enough for me, though. Mm. If I, like, bit into one of those by mistake, I would just think regular Snickers. I could see that. It's definitely not a surprisingly different flavor. Like, Mm-mm. the other two had a completely different taste. I mean, you kind of get, like, a salty taste at the end, but really, like, I'd be, like, I personally like that Snickers. better than a Snickers. Just because I like the salt and I, I could taste like, you know, almost like... I'd only give that a two. The saltiness and the caramel. However, I wouldn't say that's good enough to be something different than a Snickers. I would just say reinvent the Snickers into that and call it good. Because mm-hmm. it is very similar. So I would definitely say my favorite out of this would probably be that uh, espresso one. Mm, me was the fiery baby. That well, was that good. That fiery was too much. Oh, no, That man. one was making my Make eyes water. But that was very good. I enjoyed those. That was Think that was old fun. R&B song. Yes, that was fun. But yeah, Can't they, wait to see what we're going to try next. Yeah, so so that, if you're out in the markets, pick yourself up a Snicker bar, the new ones. They're, I think, $1.49. Yeah, they're the same price as any other Snickers. They weren't a right. different uh, charge at all. So. And I don't know how long each of these flavors will be out. No, I'm not so sure. I don't go know. ahead and vote them up. I mean, that was, yeah. that was fun See how to long do. they're was... available. But if you get the chance to pick them up, pick them up. Because no, all, all three were good. All three are definitely yeah. worth the try. All three are definitely worth the shot. That fire one was a little little fiery for me. <laughs> I like it. Okay. That, no, that, that was good. good. Those were fun to I try hope out. you enjoyed our new segment. Mm. Yes, let us know, and hopefully we'll be able to continue doing that every week. That is definitely the goal right now. Mm-hmm. So 
have that brand new segment in there of just packaged thoughts. So, yeah, thank if you. you want to give us some more ideas on our packaged thought, please do. Anything yes. you can think about there, say, hey, try that for me, and we'll tell you how it tastes. So, we're going to go mm-hmm. on to mm-hmm. our second half of our Oh, yes, my here. second story. What is your second story out today? It's testing Fido. This is all about animal testing. I wrote down the pros and cons, though as an avid animal lover, I absolutely see no pros. Nonetheless, I'm going to try to be as, what can I say, impartial, I guess. 26 million animals every year are used for scientific testing. Wow. That is a staggering number. I'm going to let y'all decide if you think it's cruel or helpful. The pros... It contributes to cures, they say. The scientific world says it makes a constant contribution to cures. So for diseases or anything like of that nature, they test it on animals. They say it makes this, I don't know about all that because I read up on some of that and I didn't find that exactly true. Really? Yeah. Because as much as I am not for animal testing at all, because again, I am also an avid animal lover. I adore animals. I have four of my own. So I, just, I, I can't see any pros in it, but I did always hear that it did at least have helping cures. No, I read that, for one, the results are not always accurate. Because, again, you're taking an animal and then a person. So it's going to no react differently. Is, yes, no matter how similar they say we are. There you are, can't even do that with human trials. Exactly. Because every human is different. No exactly. matter how great it may have reacted, it might react differently to you. It's always. And there's a lot of misleading research out there. A whole lot of misleading research when it comes to animal testing because our scientific world wants to keep it keep it going. I'm sure that doesn't surprise me, unfortunately, because everywhere there is, there's going to be someone with research to fight their cause of it, and they're going to be very pinpointed on what they disclose and what they say. When I went to these con sites, a lot of them cited that, uh, what it was that drug they had the women taken? I believe it was in the 70s when they were pregnant. I can't remember the name of it now. I should have wrote down the name. Thydema or Thalame. Anyway, it was supposed to help a pregnant woman instead it deformed the children. And this happened worldwide. Oh, yes. Because it was performed on animals and it was found to be safe. But then when taken by humans, now it's completely off the market and nobody is allowed to. Well, I don't think it lasts more than probably five years or so. Right. But it's still five years of devastation. Exactly. Exactly. And they also say another pro to it is there's really no alternative to testing than it is to animals. But that also, I found out, not entirely true. You can test the same things you would test on a full-grown animal in a Petri dish on, like, chromosomes and stuff like that. You can still test it. Okay. So It'll still give you the same There is answers. an alternative. Yeah. They also say that the similarity of our DNA to a lot of these animals that they use on testing. This is why they test on specific animals. But again, we have a different metabolic and anatomic differences. So while our DNA is similar, a lot of our others are not. Now, I did find out, though, on some pros, they actually have what they call pig farms, which they do things on. Okay. Now, these pigs are already dead and deceased before they come to the pig farm. It's like either old age or, you know, whatever disease is out there. Exactly. They would donate the pig and then they would test on that. So there's these places out there and a lot of people donate their bodies as well. There's body farms. That's a true thing. People donate their bodies. So there you know, you can test without using a live animal. Especially if your organs aren't used like they can't be used as an organ donor, you can still use it as for science. Right. I know a lot of people that donate their body to science. Exactly. And the pros also say that the animals also benefit from this testing in the way that they'll test, like, what's safe for animals to eat and what's not safe for animals to eat. But in order to test that, doesn't that mean that you have to find what's unsafe and kill exactly. those animals? Exactly. So they're saying the animals are benefit, but I don't really see it as a benefit. Okay, let's human test. Exactly. And then Let's see if this mushroom is going to kill you or, you know, make you happy. Exactly. So I also don't like that one. But I was really trying to be somewhat partial and I just couldn't, couldn't wrap my head around it. They say that there are highly regulated laws to protect the animals. Not entirely true. 
These laws do not protect fish, mice, rats, birds, which are 95% of the animals that they're getting tested on. There are no rules and regulations for them. Okay, what were all those animals again? You said fish, rats, birds? Mice. Fish, mice, birds, and rats. Okay. So, again, it's everything they're saying is a pro for it. You can really knock it down if you just dig a little deeper. And the last thing they said is that it's the whole human domain over animals. We are the top species, so therefore we have a right to dominate the other species. This outrages me because I believe, like Gandhi said, you can tell a lot about a country by the way they treat their animals. Yes, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. And I so wholeheartedly agree with that. I just... Well, it's like even I talked about a few weeks ago about how they were saying dogs can determine whether, you know, the human is good or bad. Right. Just by how they treat their owner or how they may trick them or whatever. And I fully believe that if Lucy doesn't like you, who is my dog, there's a good chance that I'm going to be very weary on furthering my relationship with you. If Dozer doesn't like you, you're one in a million for one thing because he likes everybody. Yes. And the other con that I have to add to it personally is these animals suffer tremendously while they're being tested. Some are starved. Some are burnt. Some are operated on. I, this Why is do they have to be starved and burnt and stuff? To see how this affects if you're low, like your uh, BMI so much and all yes. that's super low. So they starve these dogs so that they lose all that fat weight and they get down to where... You know, they want to see the effects and how this affects people. I just don't know if I could ever do something I like that. And I know see I couldn't. An animal in pain. I, there were so many videos that they were there to watch to show you how animals are tested. I would get two seconds into a video and there's no way I could watch it because I would never sleep again. That's just depressing to me. That is it, it's, truly just. I think it is beyond cruel. Yes, I think it's beyond cruel. And how you can do that, even if it's a fish or a mouse, I don't, I don't see it. I'm sorry, I don't. I I think it is inhumane, and it should be sacked. Very interesting, and I wish I had a better comeback to that. And I know I didn't talk much during that segment, but I was truly learning a lot from what you were saying, as. Someone, again, like I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. I'm an animal advocate. I mean, I have four four pets of my own that I call my own kids. Right. And me and my wife both love our animals. Yes. And I just couldn't imagine hurting them or in any way, shape, or form not. I'm my not shell baby. Has to spoil their animals like I do. I get it. Right. But I just couldn't imagine ever doing anything to not give them a great life and to do everything I Never. could, at least into trying to purposely starve them and purposely do things to them. I just couldn't imagine that. That to me is the mind-boggling part. To do it on purpose is just no. I I my, love our them dog, so much. I, that would hurt me to see them hurt. Yes, our dog Dozer, he is of a breed where they do the like such and the ears and the tail. They crop mm-hmm. all those things. Now that's good if they're hunting dogs. I understand that. No, oh, yes, there's many. Uses he's for not. It. He's our baby. So there's no way I'm going to put him through those useless. Even if they're a quick five minutes in and out kind of well, operation like or em- surgery, I'm not going to for... do it. Yeah, Lucy had an ear hematoma for oh, I would say about four years now, mm-hmm. which she has a she's her breed has very floppy ears, yes. so therefore they're very prone to it because all it is is blood uh, clot burst in her ear essentially, right. meaning she slapped her ear against the table too hard, and it kind of gave her cauliflower ear for the dog. Now there are operations to fix it, and those operations are meant to see if it's uh, extreme case and it's impeding their hearing or hurting them by any means. But it's I, not hurting her; it's just it's a little not, bubble. Not it's, at all. it's a small little cauliflower ear. But the reason why I never did anything about it, and the vet was awesome, the vet I had at the point mm-hmm. in time, and he even told me he said it's not useful useful to her because it doesn't hurt her, and right. the operation itself is a very painful one, and it doesn't mean it's going to be a 100% cure. It could come exactly. back very easily. He said, you're just going to put yourself through debt and her through pain for no reason. Like I said, I had an amazing vet that helped out through that. I have a very good question that I think you'd be able to answer because I'd known Lucy her whole life, and she has been a sickly dog. Yes. She has had many ailments. I have spent many, many days in a vet's she office. She and the vet many are on personal, you know what I mean? 
She has had many ailments, unfortunately. She's a beautiful, wonderful doggie, but she has had many ailments. Which is why I will always tell anyone never to buy Purina. Amen If you want to hear me get on a rant, ask me about Purina. Yes, that should be everybody's soapbox. But anyway, would you okay animal testing if it meant a healthier Lucy? I think I would okay in the same sense I would okay human testing. I'm okay with trials, like humans that are, you know, Well, I mean, like, we'll trial. take, for instance, she has kidney issues. Say they put a dog under the scope and do some kind of kidney operation to see why Was it a dogs. live, perfectly healthy dog? Yes. Then no. Okay. I As would I. I agree with you 110%, If actually. you're telling me the dog had passed away and they were doing exactly. that, I am okay with doing the autopsy. And I would, I, I would give Lucy, if she passed away... Which I hope never happens. No, gosh, no. But if it ever happened to that, and the vet was like, I want to try to do an autopsy because I want to figure something out. I would do it in a heartbeat if that meant someone else's dog could live that much healthier, happier, and longer. Right. But no, not for a perfectly healthy animal. I would say the same thing about a human. I'm not going to let you go under the knife just for someone to possibly learn something, possibly not. Right, so you equate... The animals on the same level as a human. I personally as do, do. I. Yes. As I know do I. I don't think does, but... we have this domain over them. That just sounds like a bunch of horse shit to me. Could they survive without us? Perhaps not as long as they could with us, but they still could. And Dozer gives me as much as I give him. End of sentence. I am against it. Sorry. I would have to agree with you. I am against the animal testing just because I see animals in a much different light than most people, and I, animals have, specifically my Lucy's got me through a lot in my life. Yes. So I definitely would have a hard time ever right. And all the pros they had for it. Allowing animal testing, not yeah. promoting it. All the pros they had for it, I looked up, and they were easily debunked, or at least taken down a notch. I'm sorry, you can go on with your next. All right, so on my next story, I'm actually going to go with the duck down of the ducky boat story which everyone knows about unfortunately yeah. happened over there uh That's just, a shame. just outside of branson missouri on table uh table rock lake which is a beautiful lake if you've never been to it that branson is pretty cool if you've never been there when the ducky boat obviously sank mm. 17 people's lives were lost as we all found out nine yeah. of them belonging to one specific family well now that it's kind of cooled down a little bit there is actually a lawsuit going on Against the duck boat operators, right. they were sued for $100 million, Ooh, saying that wow. their canopy, the way the boat is built, uh, the canopy dragged the 17 passengers to the lake bottom. Yeah, I heard it, like, entrapped them, like, and sank at that the same where time. The they were, like, stuck they under it. it actually traps them in instead of letting them escape. Ugh. Now, the defendants way to go. Uh, told them, and that they were told, to repeatedly change the design over the last two decades. That they've been stated that people went up to the ducky boat companies and said, you need to change this design. This design is unsafe. And this has been over the last two decades, which I was not aware of. Wow. I wasn't either. The lawsuit states Ripley Entertainment, Ride the Ducks International, Ride the Ducks Branson, the Hershen Family Entertainment, and Amphibious Vehicle Manufacturing knew that they were entirely unfit for use. Mm. Saying that all of these Ride the or Ride the Duck that's vehicles. huge here in Pittsburgh, too. I mean, as it's it is in, in a lot of places. It's city. Right. It truly is. Yeah. It's taken off tremendously well. And I've always wanted to do it personally. Yeah, exactly. But they said that they knew about this for the last two decades, that they needed to change something, that they knew they were unfit for use. So now here's where the argument lies of, is it true, or are these people just trying to get every one of their anger out and find someone to blame for something that was maybe unpreventable? Mm-hmm. No one knows. What we do know is it was a horrific thing that happened. Right. It was the perfect it was circumstance, unfortunately. That what happened came that way and that seventeen lives were mm-hmm. lost because of this. So if this helps wasn't there save like nine 17 members more of one family? Yes, nine oh. members were all of one family, the Coleman family. Mm-hmm. And the people that are actually suing it are the um the administrators of the estates of the two fa- two of the family members who died mm-hmm. are actually the ones that are doing the lawsuit and they're suing. Uh, it's for Irving Coleman and Maxwell Lai. Coleman was one of the members of the family that lost nine that day. Mm-hmm. The people that passed away ranged in age from one to seventy six. Oh dear gosh! So 
it didn't death didn't take a side on this one unfortunately it took its toll on 17 families and that mm. is horrendous that is the point is is it something that was preventable or is it something that we're just trying to put a blame on to close a scenario because i think that's just as wrong to put blame on something that we're blame isn't due right. no matter right. the scenario so that's kind of where my argument's going to lie i just don't want to make it sound like i'm saying this isn't a bad thing that this isn't recent that this isn't hurting i don't want to make i don't no. want to downplay the scenario right. of what happened at all but I just want you to know that my arguments for this from here forward aren't going to be about what happened. I think we can all agree that that was terrible and we would all do anything to allow that not to happen right. then I, or ever again. I just want to make that very clear that the argument isn't going towards anything against them. Because while I might be an asshole, I'm not scum as one of our favorite podcasts say. Right. I personally believe that this horrific tragedy was preventable. So you think it was preventable? I do. I think that they told them that it, the design and all the canopy, if this were to happen and this were to happen, people could get trapped. Well, guess what? This happened, this happened. Yes, they all... And people up. did get trapped. Now, here's another side note. Mm -hmm. And this is just kind of way the pros and cons, because I actually think in the end reading this, the more I read into it and the more I saw about it, I do think, unfortunately, the the ride the duck is at fault. Mm -hmm. Now, here's another thing. I don't think all of the people that are, they are stating in this lawsuit are at fault. Right. I don't think a lot of these people did know or think they hired it out because it's a huge trend. Right. And it's a, right. a fun thing. It's in, like you said, it's in every like major Ripley city. Like Entertainment and the Hershen Family Entertainment, I don't think they knew the ins and outs of a ducky boat. I'm sorry. But if you're part of that company, perhaps you should learn. They're not part of that company, though. They hire out the... I, I believe. See. I, I could see. be wrong. So, correct, you know, correct me but on the internet they, if I'm even wrong. If they hire but I don't out. believe... I think they hire out saying that, you know, are these safe? Yes. You know, I, you hire that company in to do these rides. So, I I'm not even, saying they're not at fault at all. Yeah. I'm just saying I think I, sometimes the blame is going a little too widespread to where it could be the people at fault who are making these boats that should be running them. I think if your name is associated with... You should check it out. Oh, I agree. But one of the flip sides to this, like I said, trying to play the pros and cons games, is they did say that none of the victims were wearing the life vests. I did hear about that, And they that, yes. were provided on the boat. There were life vests on the boat. Mm -hmm. However, again, on the flip side, they were not required. Right. So that could have been something else they had in the... I'm sure you have to do some kind of class for... 30 seconds when you get on just like you do anything else oh yeah anything. when you go on cruises they do the exactly whole thing. exactly just like you go on a flight you go on anything you right that 30 second rundown real quick of where everything is how right. to get to it maybe that should be something they had though is required the life vest because while they were there there was enough life vest for every person on that boat they were provided but not required what i have to say about that though is would the life vest have helped those who were trapped under that canopy I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't have been trapped. Maybe they would have been able maybe, to may, maybe. escape the you boat can't beforehand. Say, I don't right. know. Exactly. And like you I said, unfortunately, this what? is a scenario I can't go back and turn time and change. Otherwise, I would in a heartbeat. I mean, it's horrific. And this happened right where I just moved from. This is only two hours south of where I moved from. So I've been to Table Rock League. I've been to Brands. I've, I've been through all of these things. So it's, it's very close to home to me. Yeah. But the argument there is just, you know, are they suing for the right reasons or did they go a step too far and they're just, you know, trying to take their anger on somebody? That's kind of where the argument that or the debate that I was reading was coming into play in a lot of articles that I was reading on. My bottom line is I think it was predictable and I think they... I think it could have they, been fixed. Yes, it could have ended better. And I better. do believe the fact, because I read this in multiple things about how they were told over the last few decades about things they could change that were making these boats unsafe i agree that was that's that was just tragic that's all it that was, was and that's why i wanted to make sure very clear that it wasn't anything against the thing the the statement of the families because oh, it's, gosh, it's horrendous no. what happened and I, I couldn't even wish begin to, to imagine being part of that family or any of those that were lost or no even the survivors even the survivors exactly oh just horrific a horrible horrible ending it, yes Okay, we know what that means. It's time for last clip. All right, my last clip is more on doggies. Huh. Okay, this is more on dogs. Yeah. What? Well, why are you calling dogs morons? Uh, only mine. Uh, no. <laughs> what am I wrong? Little this bugs is about <laughs> empathetic best friend. 
They just had a study in Wisconsin that proved dogs can feel empathy. I already knew it, but whatever. 34 dogs of various ages and breeds, along with their owners, underwent this study. So you can't say it was just puppies or just, you know, a that smarter breed. I like how they went to different breeds exactly. and ages, which was a little wider than 34. But Owners on were on the one side of a clear door that was closed by magnets only. So a dog could easily open the door because it's just magnetized. Okay. And dogs were on the other side of said door. And the owners were told, half of the owners, were told to say help in a distressing tone and then whine. Like be sitting on that door going, help me, help me, and whining and crying. Okay. And the other half were told to say help, but say it very monotone like you would just, just speaking. Help you know, me, help. help me. I need help. And then they were told to just hum a song. Okay. To see if the dogs were reacting to their master or if they were actually feeling empathy. All of the dogs rescued their owner, by the way. Not one dog did not rescue their owner. Don't tell me dogs aren't awesome. But anyway, (laughs) it was the amount of time that the dogs opened the door between the distressed owners and the owners who were just mocking. The ones who were distressed, who were crying, their doors were opened average of 23 seconds. Wow. The owner came, the dog came, pushed it open, and got their owner. The ones who were just saying it monotone and humming was an average of 96 seconds before the dog saved their owner. So basically until the dog saw him, went, you know, I really want my owner now. Yeah, it's like, okay, I've been, I've been away from him for a long time. I thought that was an amazing That is study. really cool because that is a 70-second difference or, or something like that. Yeah. That is crazy to think. That's that's a lot quicker to yes. be. They just hear the distress through a door. Yes, it is. It was I'm a big plexiglass door. I will find door. a way. Exactly, and they even had these little small pooches who could easily open the door that did. Because, like I said, the do- door was just a, a little magnet that closed yeah, it, so the door could to easily be open. Close it and be a barricade. And they actually sh- had a video of a couple of the dogs. Oh, did they really? It was the cutest thing in the world. Oh, this one lady awesome. was going, help me, help And the little, it was just a little old white rag mop doggy. Man, that doggy took off for that door. That dog is, oh no, not my owner. I will say, a case in point to this is, I can actually attest this with Lucy, mm-hmm. is I was walking her one time. This is probably eight years ago, at least now. I was walking her and we were on a kind of an uneven terrain and I tripped and I fell. I was perfectly fine, but I did stumble, you know, and I dropped the leash when I fell or whatever. Instead of her darting off or continuing on, she literally turned around and ran as quick as she could in the little five-foot distance she was away from me right? over to me to make sure that I was okay. There have been many times where I dropped the leash because I'm messing around. They don't even turn around. But that time I fell, and she did right. run back to me to make sure that I was okay. Like and, I said, I was perfectly fine. It wasn't like oh, a yes. giant tumble, but just that, I don't know, there was a feeling there of just relief to know that Lucy was by my side if something were to happen that she so quickly reacted to that. Very much so. I definitely believe dogs can feel empathy. I was just amazed at how quickly. How quick yes. the reaction like was Like you said, it's them. almost a 70-second difference. Yes. That's awesome. Okay, I'm sorry. What's your last clip? So my last clip today is the tech trends. Uh, and these are four of the hottest trends transforming the world in 2018. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I don't you tech trend is never something I would use to describe <laughs> you ever. No, I was going with the hottest trend. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, so, okay. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Arp, I'm there for you. In 2006, people did an, an enormous 100 million Google searches daily. Dang. Now that number. Is 4.5 billion a day. Holy so heck. So it's been times Ask by about Uncle 45 Google. in just 12 years. Wow. It took radio 38 years to reach 50 million viewers. It took TV only 13. The iPhone, three and a half. Facebook, two years. And most recently, just a couple summers ago, the Pokemon Go app reached that same 50 million people in 19 days. Wow. So that shows you how quickly uh, the technology and the world relies on tech and how quickly it's growing. Because that just gives you radio is not that long ago. And it took them 38 years to reach a mark that an app reached in 19 days. 
Wow. In just 12 years, Google, something everybody knows and knows and oh, uses, yeah. Yeah, yeah. went from 100 million, which was an enormous number at the time, no one had ever heard of something used that frequently, to now that's 4.5 billion daily. So it shows you just how, that was just like a little wow. comparison of just it's how great the change of it is. But on to the, to the list of four. The, number, the first thing we have up on the tech trends that are changing the world in 2018 is artificial intelligence. Everybody knows AI, and we probably all still think of it as the clunky thing with David Hasselhoff talking to his car and that style of AR. We're <laughs> thinking the Terminator, and we're thinking AI in that route, but AI is something who so different than that now. And the biggest problem with AI is it isn't actually that smart. Actually, ah, the problem is... That's actually the question I have rudimentary, too rudimentary in most cases to where it can't kind of... It doesn't know how to deal with the gray area. That's the problem with AI. It's very clean-cut, black-white. It so has anytime to be a it's yes or no. A, anytime it's thrown a gray area, it really hurts the AI operating systems because they don't truly know how to deal with the gray area. Okay. But that is one thing that they say is going to grow tremendously and that they've been working very much on over the last few years. And it's expected to reach about $47 billion Ooh. by 2020 for AI solutions. Ow, ow. And number two, we have cybersecurity. Dun, dun, dun. Now, obviously, with all this tech talk that we're having right now, mm-hmm. obviously, you got to have security for it. Right. So cybersecurity is something that is changing daily because the smarter cybersecurity gets, the smarter hackers will get with it. Oh, yes. Very much so. So it's a constantly growing thing. And as long as, as, long as we're so reliant on tech, cybersecurity is going to be so big. So that is another giant thing that's changing the world in 2018 as far as tech goes. Question. Do you know, like an average anyway, of how many towns have a cybersecurity division now? On their uh, police? As far as a whole division, no, I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know if that goes by. Does that? I don't even know if that goes by police department or is that just a federal thing or how does I'm that work? I'm not sure. To be honest with you, I really That's don't know. That's a very good question. I truly don't know about how you many. You know, like cyber they have like gangs. Oh yeah, divisions. you have all kinds of divisions, and I know right. there's cyber divisions out there. Yes. So I just that wondered is a very good... how common it is nowadays. Yeah, that is a very. Okay. I'm gonna have very to look that up. Thing to. Yes, I'm very curious. About or if you know, please know. do. Tweet me or contact me. The third thing I have written down here is the Internet of Thing, which, at least to me, the title was confusing at first, trying to figure out what Internet of Things was. What it means is, for most of history, the tech revolution has been an outwardly apparent thing, kind of like computers and digital phone or Mm -hmm. digital cameras, smartphones. These things have been very outward, and we know, we can see, we can feel, we can touch. Internet of Things is all of that that's inside objects that is using data to help us out wow. and how so many things that we use day to day utilize data collecting things is that like your new car he just got a new car and it has all these amazing safety features yeah is it like is that those what, are all in and of those things. are things those little mirrors and exactly those are all uh. iot's so they're now over 15 billion iot devices in the world wow. and that number is expected to grow to over 30 billion by 2020 and 75 billion by 2025. Huge. And the amount in of investment in IoT is expected to go to about 1.3 trillion dollars <coughs> by 2020, oh my which is gosh. five times that being spent on AI and big data combined. Ow. So that just shows you how much we're utilizing Ooh. this IoT capabilities. Because wow. it's literally found in just about anything from cars to home appliances to oh, drones yeah. to stoplights to security cameras to entire cities that utilize this Internet of Things. Oh, yeah. Look at my washer and dryer behind you. They're like a freaking, uh, what do you call that on a airplane? The board on the airplane with all the buttons? A control panel? There you go. They have these huge control panels and they got all <laughs> kinds of buttons. and. But it is amazing because you don't think about how many things it. utilize that data. Like, yeah. like you used a great example of a car, the brand mm-hmm. new cars. You have so many different safety features and data that tells you so that way we can compute it into things that we understand and oh, we can quantify it as a yes. number and you know it, it gives us a measurement. As I use my washer, it actually can tell you like how much water you should need for whatever load you put in there. It senses the weight of the load. See, that's crazy. That's But that's awesome. what IoT is. That's That encompasses all of that, from the home appliances to the cars to the drones oh, to security amazing. cameras. 
all that data to, so it can make it quantifiable into a number that we can understand and, and be measurable. That's awesome. That's what that is. That's IoT. So that's the third thing. And then the last thing that they have on this list of one of the hottest trends that's changing the 2018 tech world is digital transformation. Now, the craziest thing about this is the first three things I mentioned are all technologies, and this one isn't. So oh. it kind of confuses you because we're talking about technologies. What it is is it's simply about telling better stories. Digital transformation is simply making it more readable, more user-friendly, our technology. Okay. That's all that it is about. But they're saying that as well is one of the biggest growing and things that are changing the the trends that are really happening right now in our tech world. So you don't need like an encyclopedia book of exactly. how to. So you're not trying to figure out what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this yeah. mean? What does this mean? Or having to know code to get into it. Like if you look at the very first computers, you didn't even have a screen like we do now. No. You didn't have a mouse. You had key codes. Uh-huh. It's just like that, you know, transformed itself, you know, the digital transformation there into what we have now as a normal computer. It's just saying, you know, how how much more it's going to continue to transform. I can't imagine what this is going to do to... to you know, big companies and such. Either help imagine? or hurt. It's going to be one or the other. I think it'll I'm help gonna them help Because, I mean, yeah. this has just given us so much more information. And just the way it's growing is really stunning. When yeah. I was sitting here reading the article, I'm just like, that's really crazy. Especially when you start reading numbers about how much money is growing in it this rapidly. By 2020, that's two years away. Oh, yeah. That's not that far. It sounds so far away, but that's two years. Well, look, just seriously, how much in the past... Five years technology has advanced. Well, I mean, look at this. They're saying it took Facebook two years to reach 50 million. Facebook's not that old. That's, what, 10 years? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you had something two summers ago that reached it in 19 days. That gives you a loan in 10 years, or in 12 years, Google went from 100 million to 4.5 billion a day. That's a crazy, crazy number. That's awesome. Well, I had fun this week. I truly Yes, did. I loved our new segment. Yes, package thoughts. I hope let us know what you think about that. Yes, if we should continue please. it. I want to continue it personally. I think it sounds like fun. I, I feel like it can go a long way. Thank you as always for listening us listening to us this week. Please, oh, yes. please, please go to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Relative reaction. If you look it up, it's there. Like us on Facebook. Give Keep us some conversation. Go to Twitter, search up Relative Reaction, uh, tweet at us. We'd love to hear from you. And then, like I said, if you don't have social media, that's fine, too. We even got an email. Go to relativereaction2018 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to this week. Bye for Master Wigglebutt. Yes. Bye. Have a wonderful week. Remember to spay and neuter your animals and and some of your relatives. Yeah. Well, most most of of them. them.